You're listening to Welcome to Eloma, a podcast for highly ambitious dreamers who get shit done. I'm your host, Kylie Peters. This is a space where we talk about staffing an all-star team. We know that people matter most, and this is extremely evident in the business that we run. However, everything we accomplish as we know, everything we accomplish is because we've had the right people in place to do so. And well, having people in the right seat, the right butts in the right seats, that's the most important element in life and in business. It's also one of the most challenging situations to manage, to find and hire and manage and develop the right team, the right relationships, you name it. Um, And so that's what we're going to get into a little bit with today's guest. Today's guest is Danielle Mulvey. She has cracked the code on recruiting, hiring, and retaining top-notch employees. As a former flight attendant turned entrepreneur, she has scaled several companies to over $50 million in annual revenue, all while spending less than 10 hours each week overseeing their operations. I don't know about you guys, but I am sold. So Teach us your ways and welcome to Eloma, Danielle. Thanks, Kylie. I'm excited to be here. We are excited to have you. So tell me real quick, I'm sure I'm not the first person to ask you this question, but what flipped the switch for you from flight and flight attendant to entrepreneur? So, you know, what's funny is um, the flight attendant gig was only meant to be um, about a year. It was kind of my gap year after after graduation. I was waiting for my fifth year senior boyfriend to to wrap up his studies and such. So um, it was fun. And what was what's crazy is I learned so many important business lessons then. Um, And, you know, one of them being uh, why don't airplanes fall out of the sky? Not a joke. Do you know why airplanes (laughs) don't fall out of the sky? Um, I want to have the right answer right now, but I'm pretty sure I don't. So no, I don't. Airplanes don't fall out of the sky because pilots follow a checklist. Um, whether they have a thousand hours, 3000 hours, 5,000 hours of flying time, they always have to follow a checklist, which means there's consistency, um, in the, in the process and the system, which is why airplanes (laughs) don't fall out of the sky. Um, and so, you know, if you kind of think about that, um, and, and apply that to your own business, you know, when you have processes and systems and they are followed, um, we, it, it, it removes error. It removes, Mm -hmm. um, you know, problems, it, it, it takes out subjectivity. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, I think what's funny is, is that we seem to have processes and systems for everything, but there really isn't much of out there in the world, um, in terms of processes and systems for recruiting, hiring employees. Um, and so, uh, over the last 25 years of being an entrepreneur and cracking the code and being challenged by, uh, by by Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, um, I am sharing now with the world the five-star employee rating system, which is a, a checklist, which is a process and a system for consistently recruiting and hiring five-star employees. I love that. I love that. So so taking you know your experience as an, a flight attendant, flipping that into entrepreneurship, um, Talk to me a little bit about the companies that you work within that you founded um, and what led you to that niche? Yeah. So um, what's, what's, this is this, I want to say this is a new niche, but it's 25 years in in the making on 
on working and, and teaching the five-star employee rating system to other businesses. But um, when I started my first business at the ripe old age of 25, it was an advertising and marketing agency in Nashville. And um, my, my brilliant hiring strategy was because I was so young, I hired people younger than me because if I was not doing such a great job, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. How would they know? Um, And so that strategy worked for like the first few hires. And then, um, and then I woke up one Monday morning and asked myself, can I call in sick to my own company? Because I was just like done with one of my employees And I just was not looking forward to another day, another week, another month with them. And that was really my moment where I was just like, I'm good at everything else, but I suck at hiring. I need to focus on this and I need to fix this. And so um, that is when I literally went all in on, you know, how do I consistently recruit, hire, and retain the best employees. Um, and so it has been a, 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 a multi-decade uh, journey and, uh, you know, perfecting the process along the way, um, applying it to my own businesses. Uh, you know, w- because I have five-star employees, I don't work in the businesses. I can work on the businesses. Mm-hmm. I lead each, each team each day um, in their daily huddles. Um, and I know what's going on, but the beauty is, is that I'm there to support them. I'm not, they're not competing for my time because I'm working in the business and I'm too busy for them, which is often such, a the, the, the ironic part of, of being a business owner is you have to be a great leader and you have to be available to your employees. And if you're in there working it and they can't rely on you to ask a question or they can't bother you, um, then, then that's kind of where things kind of fall apart. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so you, I think you touched on this a little bit, but as you, your first business in the marketing advertising space struggled with employees. So you were like, okay, something needs to change here. I'm going to figure out a way to fix this. And over, you know, the last couple of decades, you've created this process to help others. Now, who exactly is the five-star employee good, a good fit for? Yeah. So a five-star employee represents the top 15% of available talent at the given market rate for the role. So the the thing is, is that a five-star employee is specific to a role. And here's a perfect example. I could get a job tomorrow as a bookkeeper. Absolutely. Hands down. But I would be a two-star bookkeeper because I know enough to be dangerous, but I wouldn't enjoy the job. Um, and, and it just wouldn't be great. Uh, for anyone if they hired me as a bookkeeper, but I could easily get a job as a bookkeeper tomorrow. Um, but I'm a five-star entrepreneur. So, so the interesting thing is that the five-star employee rating system really allows you to be specific and intentional and filter out the people that would be one, two, or three-star employees, the 85% of, of people out there doing, doing the job. So, and, and so that you can focus on eliminating those people in your consideration process and focusing in on that top 15% of available talent, which statistically means that one out of seven candidates is a potential five-star employee. So you need lots of candidates to yeah. statistically net out three, four, five, six, seven potential 
five-star candidates. Um, and, and it's important that you, that you have filters and that you're automating, you know, eliminating those one, two, and three-star candidates. So you're not tempted by them. Ooh, tempted by them. Oh, I feel like Dangerous. I could dive in. I could dive into that, but let's let's not play with the one, two, three star uh tempters here. Um, okay, so I I think if for anybody listening, the, the obvious question here is what makes up a five-star employee and yeah. what are the top attributes or something or you know, traits, et cetera, that we as owners should be looking for. Absolutely. So there's shockingly five criteria in the five-star employee rating. Didn't system. see that one coming. Simple math, <laughs> simple math. Um, so the first, the first, the first criteria is alignment with core values. So it's so important. You know, we want people to act and think like us and we think, oh, if I could just clone myself. Well, the closest way that you can clone yourself in your organizations is by hiring people who have core value alignment with you. And when we talk about core values, we're talking about your true, genuine, 100% true, all of the time core values, not the aspirational values, not the group think values that, you know, we, we, we tend to see plastered on walls, et cetera. Um, but, but the true core values, uh, the second criteria are the 11 universal qualities of a five-star employee. So we've identified 11 qualities, um, of true, genuine five-star employees. And, um, so it was interesting about this is Two of them are coded green, which means they're relatively easy to change. Two of them are coded red, which means those are like red flags. If they, if they don't meet your minimum score for that, then they have eliminated themselves from the process. And the others are gray, which means, you know, they can be improved upon, but, but they require coaching. So, you know, we're, we're really starting, you know, in every stage here to objectively, you know, assess and understand is the candidate meeting this. So we, you know, we, you design questions based off of the qualities and based off specifically what you're looking for, um, in, in that. And so two of the red, um, qualities are limber and listen, we challenge employers not to use the term flexibility and flexibility is an employer want, um, and it's, it, it, excuse me, it's an employee want. So employees use the term flexible, but employers need to use the term limber because you need people who, um, are going to be adept to change. Um, they are going to, you know, not mind staying late. If you ask them to, they're going to do what it takes. Um, and, and they can change on a dime and, and no problem, uh, versus someone who's very rigid and, and is, is not going to like when there's a change in policy or a change in procedure. Um, so that, that would be an example of one of the red qualities, um, on the 11 universal qualities. Okay. So those are the first two. What are the last three? Uh, well, so there's 11 qualities. So there's two, there's two red ones and, 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 and to go through them all, um, if it's okay, I, we have, I have a resource. Okay. Um, where they're, where they're all there and actually an exercise where you can, you can go through and, um, and, and, and do the 11 qualities, um, assessment on your best employee ever and on your worst employee ever. And then you'd be like, Oh, I get it. Um, so you can get that. It's, it's actually part of this whole five-star employee rating system, uh, guide, 
and you can get that by texting never settle as one word, never settle to 411321. And it has all of the 11 qualities there, all the color coding, everything that you need to know so that we can um, go on to the third criteria, which are the aptitudes and skills for the role. So we've identified 25 aptitudes um, and we challenge uh, hiring managers to go through and pick nine to 12 or 13 of them um, that are specific for the role. And then again, you know, what exactly are you looking for with regards to those aptitudes? What are you not looking for? You design questions and you ask questions around those aptitudes, and then you score candidates on their answer and, and you decide, you know, what kind of score that you need. Now, here's the thing about the five-star employee rating system that might shock people. You are not looking for people to score a five on every single one, because that means that they are truly perfect. And we're not truly perfect. I mean, you, we, I'm not going to score five on all the 11 qualities, but I don't need to score five on all the 11 qualities. Cause I don't need people who are five in all of the 11 qualities. So, um, just, just, just a little, a tip there, um, in terms of setting the right expectations. And, uh, and you also, in addition to the aptitudes, you want to test for skills. So the third criteria is aptitudes and skills. So it's so important that you, that you test for, for skills that you need for the role, because people can, will say that they can do it. People will say, yes, I'm a bookkeeper. Um, but the proof is in the pudding. And so, you know, you were wanting to filter out the one, two and three star candidates, and those people would not pass a skills test for the skills you need for the role. And every role, no matter what, there are skills tests that you can create or that exist um, to assess a, a candidate's actual skills to perform the work. The fourth criteria are success metrics. So you want to have the job kind of boiled down to three to five key responsibilities. And then for those three to five key responsibilities, you want to have success metrics. You want to quantify what success looks like for those key responsibilities. So for example, one of our businesses, we process long-term care claims and the success metrics for our claims examiners who process long-term care claims are that they need to score 98% in terms of financial accuracy in their ad hoc audits. They need to score 95% procedural accuracy and they need to process 42 claims a day. So um, we have quantified, we have given a dollar sign, a percentage, a number to what success looks like for the role, because it's so important that people understand, you know, where's the bar set. And, and, and what's cool about this too, is you include the success metrics in your job posting. And that's a, that's an attraction factor for five-star candidates. And it's a repelling factor for one, two, mm -hmm. and three-star candidates who kind of are like, well, I'm not so sure I could do that. So I'll apply to this job. That's just had this vanilla job posting. That sounds like everyone else and I'll be fine there. But yeah. this one where they're getting specific about things, no, thank you. But to a five-star candidate where things are being measured, they're like, yes, bring it. I love it. I, this means I'm going to be working with people who can do the work too. Mm -hmm. um, and then the final, the fifth star in the five-star employee rating system is return on payroll. You want to make sure that the individual is producing a 3x 
minimum return on their payroll or their salary. So if you're paying someone $50,000 a year, they should be producing $150,000 in impact on, on the revenue sales of the company and every role, I, even an admin who's not client facing, who's not selling anything can have a three X return on payroll. Um, because as I've mentioned, the five-star employee is, you know, at the same market rate that you'd pay a one, two or three-star employee. Um, but it takes only one five-star employee to do the work, but it takes two or three, one, two or three-star employees to do the work of one five-star employee. So, um, you can't take a two-star employee and say, I'll pay you $10,000 more and expect their performance to all of a sudden improve. Um, they, they don't have the qualities. They don't have the aptitudes. They don't have the skills. Uh, they're not meeting the success metrics. So money, adding more money to it is just throwing money um, out the window, basically. So that's the five-star employee rating system. Okay. Um, that is very thorough and in-depth and I love it. And I love the fact that there's a process and I love that you kicked off this conversation by the checklist and why planes don't fall out of the sky. To all my women, small business owners providing professional business services, I am thrilled to introduce the 100 Collective. The 100 Collective is a directory and membership for women just like you designed by women just like you. Our goal is to help owners build stronger businesses and help 1 million women build more financially free and fulfilling lives by leveraging our collective network. We created the 100 Collective to make it easy to find women small business owners to work with and hold a safe and supportive environment to thrive within. Memberships start as low as $9 per month, or you can join the directory for free today at the100co.com. So for any business owner listening who doesn't want their business to fall out of the sky, check out the checklist. <laughs> That's the answer. That's the answer. Never um, settle. Never settle is the other secret. Yeah. Never settle, man. Oh, that's, that's true in life. All <laughs> things in life. True. Um, okay. Huh. All right. That's a lot. Um, okay. So you've gone through entrepreneurship. You've, you know, you're knee deep in your journey already. You've gone through this. You've, you've seen some stuff. Tell me honestly, what mm -hmm. costly mistakes have you made when it's come to building yeah. your team, which I'm assuming has led you to build the five-star employee rating? Yes, 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 yes. Um, and actually I kind of had an aha, um, a, a, a year ago, a little over a year ago. So, um, I have not, to be honest, I mean, I was an intern when I was in college and such, but I've never had interns in our company, in any of our companies over 20 years. And, um, and, and I had family friends who, um, had, uh, other family friends who two, two, two lovely young women who recently called graduated from college, um, and, uh, and, and they wanted to start their own business. So they kind of wanted to see what it was like and, and, you know, could, could I offer them an internship? And so I'm like, yes, great. You know, they graduated from, um, an Ivy league school. It's like, okay, no problem. You know, they're vouched for it, everything. Um, but, um, I, I, they, and it was only like for three months. So, you know, no harm, no foul. It was a paid internship, et cetera. It wasn't a huge commitment. But, um, but when it was all said and done, I kicked myself and I was just like, ah, no, never again will I just let interns come in if they don't go through, like I was going to be hiring them as a 
as a real yeah. employee, as a full-time employee. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's one of my most recent mistakes. And one that I share with people that, you know, you're, you're, you're thinking, oh, no harm, no foul. It's short term. You know, they, they've got this great pedigree. Um, they've, they've got referrals from family, et cetera. Um, but, uh, it, it just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't a, a good, a good fit. Um, and so even if it's a, uh, if it's a two week internship, okay, fine. Let them come in for two weeks. But if it's anything longer than a couple of weeks, um, you still should take them through your entire process and really make sure it's a, it's a, it's a good fit for both parties. And so what's the consequence of not doing that. So as you you brought these two people in for three months, you're kicking yourself. What was the consequence of not following your own process? Um, I just um, it was a waste of it was a waste of time. To be honest, it was, which is it was precious a waste, waste waste of time. Um, it was a waste of money because it it was it was a paid internship. Um, and uh, yeah, so you know. Thankfully, it was uh, it was short term. It was part time. It wasn't too costly. But you know that's kind of like when you skip your process and system. If you're if you're hiring a, a real person, that's a full time position, and now you've got benefits and everything else on, oh, yeah. on top of that. Um, you know it. That's where you get the cost of a mishire. You know if 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 someone if someone leaves your company, whether on their own or or because they don't work out after two, three, four, five, six months. If, if they leave before a year, um, and they're not producing a three X return, I mean, that's a mishire. Well, and I'll take that even one step further too. Like, sure. Uh, a mishire in that role, but oftentimes those people have negative impacts on the rest of your team. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Like not yes, even yes. on just, just on revenue and profit, et cetera. But you bring in the wrong person because we've all heard those stories, right? Like, oh, brought in so-and-so and they weren't pulling their own weight. So now, you know, JoJo and Mike had to pick up the slack and now they don't like this new person. And now they're resentful of the owner. And, you know, it 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 snowballs. Yes, absolutely. And so, yeah, it's uh, I will say we went through um, a hiring phase last year. And I got to a point and I was like, I'm not good at this. Like, I love my team. We have amazing people on the team right now. Um, but I've also hired and seen a lot of people come and go. Um, and I'm embarrassed to admit, but it took me until last year, 2021, to realize like, wow, okay, this is a real skill. And I'm not, I don't want this one. <laughs> Can somebody else do this one? <laughs> Yeah. And you, and, and you, know, I think the hard part is, is that we want to believe people, you know? Yes. When and they so, say they can do something. So, so, and, 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 you know, and, and, and we know that they want a job and we're flattered that they want to work for us. So it's this weird, it, it is this weird, but it becomes too subjective. And that's yeah. where we, that, that's, that's where it sort of gets muddy, murky and, and, and not good. And so, you know, when you can be disciplined, objective, um, you know, one quick tip on helping you in the process is, is always have, you know, be outside of the screening interview that can be done solo. That's short 20, 30 minutes over the phone, usually or zoom, but, but when you get serious and you start having like hour plus interviews, make sure they're tandem interviews and someone else is in mm. the room. Um, maybe someone who's, who that person's going to work with. Um, yeah. the other person doesn't have to ask questions. I mean, they can ask questions and jump in at the end and such, but, but it tends to hold you a little bit more accountable, um, to, uh, to, to making sure that 
that that you're letting um, that gut feeling that you're getting um, just kind of slide by. Um, I also say that, you know, if something is kind of like not, not, not feeling right in your gut. You got, you got to trust your gut. Um, and, yeah. and, and, and that's okay. There are plenty, despite what the media is saying, there are plenty of great candidates out there. Um, it's just really kind of finding the, the right, the right mix. You know, like I, I I'm a two-star bookkeeper, but I'm a five-star entrepreneur, you know, a bookkeeping job is not for me. Um, and, and so, you know, there, there's, there's, there, everyone out there is, is, is needing to find their, their five-star gig, um, mm-hmm. and get out of their two-star gig. Okay. I have a question. Um, one of the steps criteria that you mentioned was to test for skills, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I will say, I'm going to own this. I have done a poor job of doing this in many cases in the past. And, um, what I've run into is like, you know, somebody hasn't officially started working for you. You feel bad asking them to do these things like, oh, I don't want it to take up too much time. So I'm sure the answer is it's different for every single type of business. But can you give any examples of like quick down and dirty ways you can ask somebody for a reasonable test to test out certain skills? Well, I'm going to tell you this. Um, we, uh, in all of our companies, we, we use, um, objectively higher as our, as, as our initial assessment tool. So when you apply in our job posting, it gives you, um, our, our hiring, our hiring process. It's really a gauntlet. Okay. But we don't call it a gauntlet to them. <laughs> um, they, they have to jump through hoops. They've got to go through things. Like we are filtering out the one, two, and three star candidates of a five-star employee represents the top 15% of available talent. That's one out of seven candidates is a potential five-star candidate. So we need lots of applicants and then we need to weed them out. So, um, so the first step after you apply is completing a 35 minute objectively higher assessment, um, at, um, and we don't call it objectively higher to them, but, uh, the, uh, assessment within 24 hours of application, um, about seven, 70% on average of applicants don't take it. So mm. they read it in the job description, but they don't take it. Um, and we tell them it takes 35 minutes to take. So, um, so right there, we're eliminating the one, two and three star candidates who are just like, yeah, I'll just go somewhere where there's an easy to apply button. Um, and, nice. uh, and, and so, so right there, we, we start there. Then, um, our, our, our next step is typically doing a, um, a screening interview. And then after the screening interview, we'll do some skills testing. And again, it's all laid out there. Um, no, no and, surprises. and, uh, and, and so, so, so people aren't surprised. And again, like the five-star candidate is like, yes, this is exciting. Bring this on. I've got this. I know I can make it through this process or gauntlet as, um, and, 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 and people really appreciate it. Um, and so, you know, we, I, we say you need to spend a lot of time with the candidate and the candidate needs to spend a lot of time with you. You guys need to make sure that, that it, that it's a match and it's a fit. Um, also we recommend in, in the hiring gauntlet, um, that, uh, that you do, you know, at least two deep dive interviews, um, have a shadow day with the candidate. Um, you know, and at each stage you're filtering people out so that you're left mm-hmm. with the true five-star candidates at the end. Um, and on the shadow day, you know, that's four to six hours it's paid. Um, if you're in office, you can do it in person, 
or you can do a remote shadow day. Um, but it's much better to have that experience where they're really actually getting to experience um, who their potential coworkers are, the culture firsthand, what the work is involved. You can even do some testing there where it's like, hey, um, you know, join in on this thing or I, I give people assignments. So I say, okay, um, I want you to sit on this meeting. And then um, when the meeting's done, I'm going to give you like 20 minutes to write a recap email about the meeting. Okay. Um, and, and so, you know, some of it, they go off and then they come back 20 minutes later with, with the recap email. Um, we also like to be social and kind of have like a, um, like a meal or something. Um, I've got, uh, one, one member in our, in our, in our group, um, at the all in company, uh, they do a happy hour with their candidates, um, on another day outside of the shadow day to, to get to know the candidate on, on kind of like a, a, a social, more social oriented basis. But, um, but, but that's great opportunity. And I've had people who, um, you know, have, have said, oh, I'm in prod, uh, property management, um, but I want to get a job in construction. So they've done a, two days of shadowing. And one of my businesses is the construction material supply business. And, um, after the second day, he was like, you know what? I thought I wanted to be in construction, but no, I think I'm going to stay in property management. And I'm like, great, no problem. I paid him $240 for two days. And, um, if he would have taken the job without having experienced it, he would have hated it. And he would have then spent the next three months trying to get out of this job. And I would have wasted three months salary on this person mm -hmm. and had to start the whole process over again. So shadow days are, you know, incredibly valuable in terms of, um, making sure that there's that fit. Um, and, and that both parties are like, yeah, let's, let's do this. For sure. Today's episode is brought to you by Hivecast, an amazing, simple, and affordable podcast production agency. Hivecast has been instrumental in producing Welcome to Eloma, simplifying our workflow, and making our lives so much easier. Their packages range from $500 to $1,000 a month to create audio, video, and marketing creative assets. They've saved us huge on both our bottom line as well as time spent. They also have a sister agency called Fireside, which offers marketing services for small businesses, including social media management, Facebook and Instagram ads, and so much more. And they're all at really reasonable prices for small business owners. The best part is that there's no contract. So you can purchase their services as needed on a monthly basis. Use the code ELOMACAST, E-L-O-M-A-C-A-S-T, and save 50% off your first month of services. Go ahead and give them a try. We have loved working with them. Danielle, you've laid down so many good nuggets here. Uh, what's the biggest thing that you want listeners to take away from this conversation when it comes to finding, hiring, managing, developing their talent? Never settle. The five-star candidate settle. is out there. The five-star candidate is out there. Never settle for less than five-star. Okay. Sign sealed delivered. Um, Tell me a little bit about what you're working on right now that you're most excited about. So um, I, Mike McCallowitz, the author of Profit First, and I um, are collaborating on his next book that will come out in cool. the December of 2023, uh, tentatively titled All In. Um, so that is is really exciting. I never really wanted to write a book, so it's much more fun collaborating with someone and not having to 
to, to, to do the writing. So, so that's fun. We're, um, we're sharing content in the book. We've got members in our all in community, um, and they're going to be the case studies in the book. So, um, it's been really fun and, and exciting to work on. That's awesome. That's awesome. I've read, uh, many of books by Mike and oh, he's, great. he's great. Um, that's very exciting. Uh, Danielle, as, uh, as a multiple time entrepreneur, um, and multi-potentialite, uh, let me ask what impact do you want to make on the world or what legacy do you want to leave? Oh, um, the legacy I would like to leave is that, um, everyone finds their five-star employee and every five-star employee finds their five-star gig. Um, and you know, that, that, that we, that we start to get real and genuine and serious and objective about, about finding that right fit. Because when you're a five-star employee working for a five-star employer in a five-star gig, I mean, that's where the, that's where the magic happens. And that's where, you know, everyone is living their purpose. They're living their why they're happy. They're, they're contributing. And so, um, you know, that that's, that that's what I am, am am shooting for is that people really get serious and objective about their hiring and use something like the five star employee rating system. Yeah, I love it. I mean, yes, the world would be a better place if we all were awesome at all the things that we do, right? Um, and my last question for you, Danielle, is what is your greatest insight or discovery about life and entrepreneurship? Oh. Um, that, uh, that you just have to keep going. Um, and, Mm. and it will, it will eventually, it will eventually pay off. And you just have to remind yourself that everyone else is going to give up and quit. And that's why you have to keep going. You got to move that ball down the field every day. Um, and, and, and it will pay off as long as you don't give up. Just keep going. I love it. Um, Danielle, thank you so much for joining us today. You've shared all kinds of great words of wisdom. For anyone listening who wants to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to find you? So um, go to our text, never settle as one word, never settle to 411321. And you'll get the how to hire five-star employees guide that walks you through all the five criteria, the five-star employee rating system, reveals all the 11 qualities of uh, the 11 universal qualities of a five-star employee. And then um, also there is um, a link that um, I'd be happy to chat with you and kind of talk through um, your biggest struggle right now in terms of recruiting, hiring, or, or maybe needing to let an employee go. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure just to reiterate. Okay. So the code was never settle one word. And the phone number that you need to text is Four one one three two one. Love it. Okay. We'll make sure that that's also in the show notes. Um, for anyone listening who has been taking notes such as I have, um, please go ahead, leave a review wherever you're listening if you've enjoyed today's episode. And Danielle, thank you so much for joining us and sharing all of your knowledge. Thanks. Cheers to going all in, Kylie. Yeah. To continue learning how to better build your business and make your vision a reality, subscribe to the Welcome to Eloma email list at welcometoeloma.com.